is NDF Talks, Conversations with Patients, Caregivers, and Families. We are here today with Tara Vogel, who's going to answer some questions for us. Hello, Tara. Hello, Amy. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. So we're here today, and we're going to ask some questions. Uh, the first one is, do you recall your initial thoughts when you received your diagnosis? Oh, I really, I do. It's so clear in my mind. It was, uh, yeah. 2000, it was 2011. I got a call from the, from the team, a team member from the Children's Hospital in Boston. And she said to me that you have no myopathy. They've been studying my family information for about two years, thinking we have a subtype of limb girdle muscular dystrophy. And, uh, but in 2011, she said, uh, we found out you have nonaka myopathy, which is another name for GNE myopathy. At the time, I didn't realize, I said, oh, well, um, nonaka sounds Japanese to me, and I don't remember having any Japanese ancestry or Japanese family in our fa in in our ancestry so that moment to me i felt a very huge sense of relief a kind of joyful kind of uh, relief that now i have a name to associate with this mystery disease my siblings and i have been suffering from and some of my siblings have been suffering from this disease for about 40 years. And now we have a name to associate with the disease. That's a, that's a long time, 40 years, to think about not knowing what your, your disease is. And you finally found someone in Boston. That's quite a long way from home. How did you find the doctors in Boston? Well, I... Um, I connected to uh, Muscular Dystrophy Association years before that. I went to their clinic and then um, they said, well, Dr. Jerry Mendel is uh, doing a study on uh, limb girdle muscular dystrophy. Do you want to go to um, Columbia, Ohio State where he's at and uh, he will take some blood samples and and muscle samples and so I went there and he took biopsies of my um, arm and my legs and took blood samples and um, put it in the the data bank of several universities and that's how I got into a study at the, or my family got into a study at Children's Hospital in Boston. Wow I'm glad it led to your final diagnosis after so long. Yeah, it felt so liberating. And I'm, I think a lot of patients who are in my, my shoes or our shoes would have felt very liberated after here getting a diagnosis, you know? I think so too. Yeah. How, how would you explain your disease to your family and friends? Yeah, you know, it depends. I usually... If I know if I know the person, I'll I'll go into details. If not, I'll tell them. Look, it's in a nutshell. I'd say my body has a defective gene, 
all of our bodies have the genes, but mine has this defective gene called GNE myopathy. And this gene is uh, not making a special kind of sufficient sugar, which is called sialic acid. Unlike your body, you're a normal person, you guys make sufficient sugar, sialic acid, so your muscles are getting enough. Um, if they want to know more, I would say, you know, GNE myopathy is a very rare disease and it causes progressive muscle weakness. And finally, you know, most of us will have to use a wheelchair. Um, if they want to know more, I'll tell them it's a, it's a defective gene I inherited from both of my parents. Although my parents don't suffer with the disease, they're carriers. And usually I'll say, look, if you want to know more, you could go to the NIH website, the National Institutes of Health website, uh, um, or the uh, Neuromuscular Disease Foundation website, or the World Without GM website, and you can learn more about this disease. And I also write the blog. I'll, I'll share that blog site with them as well. That's good. That's, I like how you have different levels of sharing to explain it to different people. Uh, oftentimes, uh, children can come up and ask you as well, do you have any explanations uh, if a child comes up and asks you? Yeah, that's a very interesting uh, question. Uh, how to make it uh, so that the child, in, in a child's um, vocabulary, they would understand it. And, you know, I'd go and I'd tell the child, look, all of our bodies make this sugar. It's a, it's a simple sugar called sialic acid, but my body is not making enough so that my muscles would stay healthy. How, how, would, you, how would you explain that to a child? I, I'm curious. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I was a teacher for quite a long time, and I guess sometimes I didn't even go into that much explanation, depending on how old they were. I would just say, uh, my body isn't able to keep my muscles working, uh, so I have a hard time walking. A lot of times they would just ask me, why am I in a wheelchair? So that's what I would say to them. And if they were older, then I would go into the, the sugar about how my body can't uh, make a sugar. Um, so I would just respond depending on how, how old they were about it. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of uh, nieces and nephews, and I will use your line <laughs> next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because I, I whenever I saw I saw I was with kids grades one through eight so I would vary my answer depending on you know what grade they were and what they were asking me yeah yeah and I wouldn't shy I'm the type of person I don't shy even in public if a child you know is looking I would say hi how are you and then they'd probably say why are you in a wheelchair and then I would explain you know I have a difficulty walking because my muscles aren't working right yeah. 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 Uh what if anything has really surprised you about GNEM? Oh, I'm so flabbergasted by, you know, GNEM in a good way. In a really really good way. Because 
it has allowed me to become more of my true self. You know, I, I don't have to have any facade. I'll, it seems like over the years, all my facade has dropped and uh, I, I'm, it, it has allowed me to transcend so many boundaries, not only physical ones, such as my environmental challenges, but also psychological ones such as fear, love, and acceptance. When I feel a fear of uh, something such as, you know, walking, I usually push myself beyond that boundary to walk or like lifting my feet and clearing the front, my front door's threshold. Uh, so it has pushed me to really get over a lot of fears. I understand that. Absolutely. We, we end up having uh, more fears than I would see other people having, but then it pushes you to be stronger in the long run uh, right. in, in a lot of different cases as well. I also yeah. feel it, it brings us, uh, in an everyday sense, I feel like it brings us more empathy and acceptance of others with their own uh, differences as well. And uh, I feel the world needs more of that. And people see us and accept us, and then they're more open to accept everybody in the world. Yeah, absolutely. I find that GNing myopathy has opened up my tolerance to love more fully without any preconceived judgments. I also find that it has slowed my busyness to where I now enjoy life better. Although GNEM yes. physical limiting is physical limiting in many ways, I find that I have been given a big chance, a chance to know that life is precious. You're right. You're exactly right. It it physically forces us to slow down, but then you can concentrate on exactly what you feel is the most important to you. And you don't have to have the rush of the world. Like everybody right. else feels the rush, rush, rush. We can right. concentrate on what's most important to us. Yeah. I feel I've yeah. been given this very big gift. It's such a big gift, Amy, that I, I really cannot put into words. It's, it's just a sort of a, a feeling of my heart and it's, it's so big. Uh, and, and the big gift to me is one of connecting with and helping patients worldwide, which add meaning. It adds so much meaning to my life. I, I call it La Dolce Vita. And my late dad, my late father would say, it's to be of service. That's why you're here. And it, it's such a joyful feeling for me. I understand that. I feel the same way. I always wanted to be a doctor and I, and then I changed my profession to a teacher which is in service to others and then when I left that profession and then I became an advocate like you and helping patients it's it fulfilled my life almost even more because I'm still of service to other people and helping them and I do it from my home but I still feel that connection and that want and that need 
and it feels so fulfilling. Yeah, it's very fulfilling to to be of service to others. You know, yeah. it helps us to 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 be more accepting of our physical limitations and and to know that we are of help to others. Yes. Thank you, Tar, for this interview. Uh, Thank you, Amy. This was great. Uh, yeah. It was great. And I'm hoping that everyone else out there enjoyed the interview as much as we did. And we hope that you tune in to the next session of NDF Talks with patients, caregivers, and families. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great Bye. day.